Worldview Truth. Well, Disney has done it again. If they were to write a book on the fastest way to drive a company into the ground, I think Disney would be um, definitely, uh, he, they could probably sell millions of books and probably get themselves out of the trouble they're in. But this is Randy Osborne with Worldview Truth. I have in the studio today uh, Kevin Stembridge. And Kevin, um, you'll find out here in just a few minutes why I have him in the studio. But I'm going to read something to you. This is coming from uh, Disney's Bob Iger. Now, Bob Iger is the the um, the rerun <laughs> CEO of, of Disney because who was the last one that? Bob Chapek. Yeah, Chapek. Apparently, they didn't like the way he was driving the company in the ground, so they picked Bob Iger to continue that process, is, is my opinion. So, <clears throat> what um, this is a, um, an article, this is on July 19th, and it was actually put out by um, New York Post. And this is the title of it. It says, Disney CEO Bob Iger in damage control mode over possible sale of ABC and ESPN. Okay, now they're looking to start, um, and, and when a company does this, by the way, when they start selling off assets and or companies, that's a, that's a major red flag. Investors, it's, gonna, it's a red flag for investors. Investors are gonna start bailing when they see this kind of stuff. But there's a rumor they did that. I don't know if you remember, they were supposedly gonna build this uh, new facility in, in Orlando and they said it was because of um, the governor um, is the reason that they didn't do it. Well, they didn't do it because he didn't have the money. <laughs> they were running out of money, and um, that's the reason they didn't do it. They won't talk about that. But I'm going to read this article. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to read some excerpts of this article. Disney's Bob Iger was forced to do damage control over spilling plans to possibly sell all or part of money-bleeding channels such as ABC, ESPN, um, that has just recently come out. Iger, who last week <clears throat> got a two-year extension to run the company into the ground, it doesn't say that, I'm sorry, uh, to run the company <clears throat> after retaking the reins last year, huddled with senior leaders of Disney's TV properties on Tuesday, according to sources that had some knowledge of that. Iger met with the senior leaders of the television group and reaffirmed his commitment to the value of the business and also ABC News. So they had a discussion about this is what happened. And um, it got out, it got leaked out. So now he's back doing damage control and saying, oh, no, no, everything's doing great. And we're, we're making so much money that we can't even find it. And we're doing absolutely fantastic. So, and it goes on to say this on the article, the meeting came days after Disney's boss made some uncharacteristic candid remarks to uh, CNBC's Dave Faber, in which he said Disney's traditional TV business may not be the core to the entertainment giant. Giant, and he went on to say um, that he may they may swirl off or or sell off ABC um, and ESPN. Um, they also own other organizations uh, such as um, FX. They also own um, National Geographic and and some other things. Well, the problem with Disney, and it's been with Disney, is it used to be a family organization. It was, be, it was family oriented. 
And this is my perspective. I want to get yours here in, in, in just a minute. But Disney was a, it was a family organization. Um, even when I grew up, I went to, my senior trip was to Disney World. Okay, and that was not long after Disney World <laughs> came about. I won't give you that date, but but it was a family-oriented organization. You went to Disney. That's That was just a cool thing. Take the family, and it's family-friendly, family-wholesome. You don't have to worry about um, bad influences and whatever. So a lot of a lot of families, especially conservative families, Christian families, would would go to Disney because that was kind of a big deal. Well, in recent times, Disney has um, proceeded to go after children, and this is the issue I personally have with Disney. They can do all kinds of weird stuff, but one of the things that they cannot do is they cannot try to sexualize children, and that's where. I'm, that's that's my take on this. This is where enough is enough. I I am no longer I, I cannot support Disney in any way, shape, or form. And instead of them saying, "Oh yeah, we kind of made a mistake. We're kind of we'll, we need to back off of that," um, they're 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 putting their heels in. And, and that's the problem I have with this is um, they're not saying, you know, "Oops, some bad decisions. We'll back off." Instead, they keep putting this stuff into their movies. They keep putting it into their their characters. Um, I mentioned on a on a podcast not long ago that they um, this was a a, a a video that was leaked internally with um, with Disney. Um, some of the executives that their plans were to um, make fifty percent of their characters, um, you know, trans or LGBTQ plus X Y Z whatever that was their that was their long term plan, and when you start seeing that you're like uh, no, no we're not going to do that we we those Disney characters Mickey Mouse Minnie Mouse it was a great character it was great for kids, um, it actually was value had value to it there was some values that they they you know <clears throat> good over evil all that kind of stuff. But now their their goal, apparently, in according to internal uh, communication, their goal is to sexualize children. I mean, that's kind of what they're after. And um, they they got rid of it. And tell me, you probably know more about this than I do, but they got rid of a lot of their <clears throat> a lot of their shows and stuff. They just they just killed a bunch of them. Um, but there's a lot of them they didn't, and some of them they're they're really really pushing, and a lot of them are just bad stuff. I mean, there's they've got all kinds of LGBT characters in these cartoons now. Um, it's not safe for parents to let their kids watch this stuff anymore because it's sexualizing their children. Is what they're doing. But <clears throat> you have been a longtime fan of Disney, and I just want to get your take on what you think has happened because you have watched it start degrading over pretty short period of time um it hasn't been that long i don't think so just kind of give me your your take on it and what you have seen has happened over just recent years with disney and what what turned you off when you start saying uh, oh i can't we can't do this anymore so for us as a family growing up disney was just something that we would do uh on saturday nights uh, we just watched one of the the things on there watch the wonderful world of disney or um just gather around and, and see something um we took a trip 
to Disney when I was, I think, four or five years old. Um, my parents actually went there on their honeymoon. So again, talking wow. about that that date, not too long after it opened. That was, um, <clears throat> I was probably there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they that was a special thing to them. Um, but we went as a huge group with uh, great aunts, great uncles, grandma, grandpa, uh, just a big family trip. And um, I never uh, forgot the memories that I made there. And I didn't go again until I was 21 years old. Um, so there's a long period, but I kept wanting to go back and wanting to go back. And um, the neat thing for me was we had a lot of different aspects of Disney. Of course, there were the movies that we grew up with uh, from the old ones that were like the classics, you know, um, to the first ones with Mickey Mouse, uh, up to like the live action ones with like Davy Crockett and Daniel Boone and um, Swiss Family Robinson. And you would watch these movies and they were entertaining, but you never had to worry about there being cursing or there being um, nudity or there being things that should not be in family entertainment. Right. Uh, and you'd go to the parks and the neat part about the parks was that they would bring these movies off the screen and put you into them. Whether you were riding on a pirate ship you know, sailing over London with Peter Pan or whether you were um, going through a completely original ride like Pirates of the Caribbean and just seeing what it was like. And it was just a place that was meant for families to have fun. Um, there were those that would argue and say that they promoted things like rebellion and things like that a long time ago. Um, but it was not what we see today where there was actually huge moral and sexual implications in what they were doing uh, and where they were basically exposing kids to things like this um, and exposing families to it. And just the, the, in recent years, especially I've actually stayed away from a lot of the more uh, modern Disney films and not just because of the most recent ones where you have like uh, lesbian kisses or you have um, the first gay character in a movie who has a boyfriend. Um, It, it's not even those. There were ones where I was just seeing, Uh, an emphasis on the family being kind of shattered in a way. Uh, They were starting to have a lot of um, movies that were about families that were um, in conflict with each other. Uh, I saw about five minutes of Turning Red one time, um, and the only part that I saw was enough to make me not want to see any of it. Uh, And it was where a girl um, was actually fighting her mother, and like they were these super-powered forms. Um, and like these panda creatures and they, and she was actually fighting her mom as if her mom was the villain of the movie. Um, and it was literally just, uh, and the whole thing was that it ended up with the mom realizing that she was the one that was wrong. Of course. Um, and the kid was always wrong. All all the kids are always right. Right. And the thing was, even when movies (laughs) early on, when I was a kid would show teenagers rebelling against their parents, there were always consequences for those teenagers. It wasn't like they got everything they always wanted. Um, and, and what, what I saw starting to happen, um, within the last, I would say maybe eight to 10 years is that as they start trying to make new content, a lot of what they're doing is remaking their old content and taking out anything that would have been socially inappropriate or politically incorrect. And it, it kind of made me sick a little bit because it's taking the things that made them famous and they're saying, oh, we're sorry for that. We shouldn't have made this. And, and I'm thinking the funny thing is these new remakes are bombing. Um, just they're, they're not doing well at all because they're destroying the thing that made them famous. They're, they're taking something that captivated children and families all across the world 
for years and they're saying, oh, we're sorry for this and we're sorry for that. And we should, we should make this character uh, a lesbian instead or, or whatever. And it just, they sneak things in um, and you see it happening. I remember when they did the, the remake of Beauty and the Beast um, a few years back, uh, there was this huge, huge um, boycott of it. Um, and the main thing was that it was going to be introducing um, one of the first gay characters. And I was thinking, how can you put a gay character into Beauty and the Beast? I, it just, there's no Doesn't cause even make for it. logical sense. So I did watch the movie um, because I wanted to see how on earth are they even going to incorporate this? Like, what is this threat that we need to be so afraid of? And you you would blink and almost miss it. It was it was Very a, a person that wasn't even a main character. It was literally a background character that had nothing to do with the plot of the movie, and yet uh, you see him um, ending up in women's clothes at one point. Um, and instead of freaking out about it like he did in the animated version, right? He instead smiles and walks off and is told to be free. So, I mean, red flag for me right there. I'm like, that's not what happened in the original, you know? And yet here we are saying, well, what if we did this? You know, what if we made undertones of this? And um, I started to just have these red flags going off. I was like, I hope they learned from their mistakes. Like now I know people boycotted it for this reason. And I mean, it's not as bad as people made it out to seem, but it was enough to be cautious about and say, oh, you know. Uh, But we saw it happening more and more um, in the movies, especially, um, not necessarily the parks. I mean, a lot of people, uh, one of the hardest things to, I guess, let go of for people that have been Disney fans for years is going to the parks because they have so many memories there. It's not just a, a VHS tape that shows how old I am or a DVD (laughs) that's going in, um, or a Blu-ray, whatever they have now, um, that you're watching for a few minutes with your family and then taking out. And if there's something in it, uh, like rebellion, you can talk to your kids about and say, you know, did you see they had consequences and like you don't rebel. Um, but this is, you know, with the parks, it's memories that you've made over right. several years. So you don't want to all of a sudden just take that and say, oh, it's like I, uh, I have to pretend that I never made memories there or I never had these special things happen there um, or, or we never uh, had uh, a special family trip there or something like that. It's like, you don't want to see that and villainize it right. or say like, Oh, we did something really bad. But at the same time, it's what you're supporting. Um, and I've noticed myself, um, the last time that I went to the parks, um, just about maybe a year and a half ago now was just that there was uh, a whole difference in the environment of it. Um, it was probably one of the last parts of Disney to really start going downhill you would go there and uh, a lot of people probably said if they hadn't been in years, they probably thought you walked through the main gate and saw pride flags and drag queens everywhere. And that wasn't the case. You would go and you would still see the same characters. You would still see parades like you saw before. Um, uh, You would see uh, stage shows and things like that, but they were all still pretty family oriented. And it was um, usually about things like friendship or things like celebrating uh, anniversary of the company or something like that. Uh, pretty harmless stuff. Um, you would even see, uh, they would have the taking down of the, the flag each, uh, each time. And they would usually have, um, a veteran come and either like lead in the pledge to the flag. Uh, they'd have the barbershop quartet, uh, do God bless America and things like that. And you'd see stuff that you're like, wow, it's still kind of family oriented. And so it was kind of, 
like a distraction, um, especially on, on, from my part of this, it was like a distraction from what was actually happening in the company. It was like playing on our nostalgia and playing on the, oh, you've been here for years doing this. Uh, you love the parks. You love these rides. You love, I mean, the food stuff, all these things sure. that are Disney things that you can only do there. Um, you, it's like that's what pulls you in, and, and it's like you see stuff happening. You see these movies starting to sneak things in and these TV shows, and it's like you have that struggle. Like, oh, I, I don't think I can – you know, I'll, it'll get better. I think that was my prevailing right. thing was it'll get better. It will get better. They're going to re- realize from their mistakes. But the more that you see um, last summer, they had the on Disney plus, they had the um, pride special and they had a, a famous drag queen that was on there and basically talking about how to find the content on the channel that would help them to celebrate pride and stuff. Uh, there was some kind of new thing that they released on Disney Plus called Launchpad Shorts or something like that, or Launchpad Studios, and it, everything in there was like rainbow colored um, on the outline of it. And then it was, um, you know, all these stories that incorporated Disney Plus. Of that. Disney Plus now, that's specifically geared toward who? Who's uh, it geared toward? It's geared towards pretty much everybody. Everybody, really. Um, I know it's marketed as like a family thing, but um, it started out as basically their way of releasing everything that they had at one time. So you could watch the very first Mickey Mouse cartoons. You could watch the Silly Symphonies. You could watch No White and Seven Dwarves all the way up through what they had just released. Um, But then they started adding original content to it. And that's where it started to get shady because the new stuff they were adding had a lot of elements of that could you see families allowing their children to watch disney plus when it first came out yes i mean mean, they would gear would they not kind of well it's disney plus you can watch this Mm -hmm. this is kind of your oh yeah i think i think people that are unaware of what's going on or are turning a blind eye to it they would still probably do that um when it first came out the interesting thing is um when they first started announcing Disney Plus that was right after or right around the time that they acquired the rights to Fox Studios and okay. that's when they started they actually when Disney first came out or excuse me Disney Plus first came out they had um it was all predominantly their family content gotcha then when they acquired Fox um they were able to pull in the mature side of Fox Entertainment's movies right shows and um they actually had to put parental controls on it uh, at that point. I remember the day that I got um, the email to say like, oh, if you want to access this content or whatever, you have to come up with a pin. And every time that you push on your character logo to sign into the streaming platform, you would have to put in your pin. Um, and I, I was kind of sad the day that that happened, to be honest, because I was like, Disney shouldn't have to have parental controls. Right. Like, you shouldn't have to. And that wasn't even because of the LGBTQ stuff that was being promoted. It was just there were movies, I mean, even from, like, the 80s that were coming on here that had all kinds of bad stuff in Mm -hmm. it. And you don't want your kids watching it. Um, Could you picture Disney movies even 20 years ago having to deal with that? mm Mm-mm. And so, you know, I'm, and some people would argue and say, well, that's the Fox side of things. They acquired it. But the problem is they are starting to make content that is going along with that or that is similar to that. Um, And uh, I've noticed that they're tending to want to push more towards an adult audience 
in the films that they're making, um, especially when you look at like Marvel and Star Wars, uh, which Star Wars, again, um, Star Wars was something we grew up in our house watching with our dad. Um, he loved Star Wars, the original trilogy. And so we would watch it all the time, uh, me and my brother and my dad. And uh, we were pretty excited about just all of the characters and stuff. And my brother and I had the toys and stuff. We play with them. Um, and then uh, the prequels came out and all that. That was still under George Lucas. And then when the rights went to Disney, they decided to make seven, eight, and nine. And immediately <clears throat> you saw some just basically everything was changing to be politically correct. They made they they basically teased everyone in the in the first trailers for episode seven that it was going to be a guy who was the next jedi and then all of a sudden when you watch the movie you're like oh no it's a girl there's a girl it's the main character which okay fine but um they also made you for three movies try and figure out who this girl is and and they gaslighted you this whole time thinking that she was important to the story and then in the second movie whoever made the decision to do this they made her completely unimportant to everything I, they they basically made you feel like oh she's not important her parents just died somewhere uh and then then they made the ninth one and they said oh by the way she's actually the granddaughter of the main villain of the whole series who is also still alive and it just the writing was so sloppy and there were characters that you didn't care about there were characters that you didn't know about and um i will never forget when i saw the ninth movie at the very end, for no reason whatsoever, two characters that I don't even think they mention their names, two women kiss at the end of the movie. And it's Star Wars. And you're, you're like, Star Wars is, is a political series and stuff like that, but it's not meant to be politically correct. It just right, isn't. And right. fans of Star Wars are probably not out there cheering for this. They're probably scratching their heads. And if um, I've got some friends that are... Star Wars nerds beyond what I am. I'm just a casual fan because of growing up with it. But I have some hardcore fans um, that are friends, and they will tear those movies apart and say, this was terrible, and this was terrible, and, and, and Disney has ruined Star Wars. And it's it's funny because you're hearing that more and more. Disney has ruined this. Disney has ruined this. And I could, I could see it happening. We see it with these live-action remakes, um, where they've got, they're changing lyrics in the songs, they're changing characters' genders, they're changing um, characters, they're scrapping characters from the movies that weren't there because there was something wrong with them uh, previously. Um, and you, you just see all of these changes happening. And the question is why? If it's a little kid that's watching this, they're not going to care, you know, uh, about that. But I think sometimes Disney almost with their, their recent switch in, in philosophy, I think sometimes that's it. Like they can right. market it that way. And it is, it is like you said, parents can feel safe to let their kid, because it's Disney, just here, you know. Um, but if they're not careful, there are things that are there. And I mean, it's not it's not only Disney. We've seen it happening even with like Blue's Clues um, and oh, their, yeah. their drag queen oh, episode yeah. where they were doing a, a pride parade. And, yeah. you know, that just turned my stomach when I saw that. And I thought, surely... Who's that geared to? What was that? Oh, Who? children. Towards children. Exactly. And um, it just literally was an entire song about uh, all of the different ways you can be related to the LGBTQ community. Um, and it was just float after float with a different flag on it and explaining what that was right. to kids. Right. And it just, it made me sick. And I And I thought, you know... I remember thinking that day, surely Disney will never be like that. 
And yet here they are in even in movies that they're marketing as family movies, they're throwing these characters in that nobody truly nobody cares about. Um, and nobody cares about their gay relationship and nobody really likes it when it happens because it doesn't fit. Uh, and that's the, the biggest thing, you know, like I was telling you about that star Wars thing where it didn't fit in the movie. It was the end. Everybody was celebrating because they had just won the day and, and won the battle. And yet the, one of the last things you see is two girls kissing. I'm like, if that's not just a slap in the face to say, Oh, we're doing this, we're going to push this, whether you want it or not. Um, the same thing with their Marvel shows and stuff like that, which the whole Marvel thing, I mean, Marvel was my, my Saturday morning cartoons. We watched, my brother and I watched Spider-Man like every weekend and, you know, Batman and Superman and stuff like that, you know, different company there. That's DC. But I mean, the point is they're taking these things that used to be geared towards children. I mean, you think about, let's go off brand here. Let's, let's talk about, um, Batman and Adam West in the 1960s. My dad showed us reruns of that and we loved it. You know, Batman was just great. And I loved the little things like the pal, the and, bam and the pal. Yeah. yeah all yeah. of that. Very family friendly. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it's just something that you could watch and enjoy with your family. Uh, and then all of a sudden you look even at the first comic books. Um, I'm, I'm a comic nerd myself, but I've read some of the first Batman ones and they were so different from what you've got today. Everything is so focused on the nitty and the gritty and like these dark storylines where they take a character um, that may have had a tragic background and they focus so much on that, that they're just, everything is so adult now. It's just, everything is so adult. You can't show it to kids anymore right. uh, without them seeing images that are frightening or violent or gory or sexual. And it's just, they don't need to see that. Um, and we see it in all of family entertainment, really. Uh, I know I'm a little bit off That's track, true. but coming back to Disney, um, Disney was one of the last places I think that parents felt like they could send their kids for quality entertainment and not just something that's like slapped down by animators to right. be family friendly. Um, but it just, you, you see it sneaking in uh, and now they're, they're not even ashamed of it. And what really started to make me upset with the company was when um, Governor DeSantis came up with the um, parental rights in education and everybody started calling it the don't say gay bill. And that wasn't even what he was talking about. It, it was literally trying to protect kids that are, um, what, between three and 12, I think, or in mm. that age group where they don't need to know about your gender identity. They don't need to know about your, if you're a lesbian or, or a gay person, or you know, they don't need to know that. They need to know one, two, three, ABC, pink, blue, red, green, colors, shapes. That's what they learn at that age. They don't need to know what your status is or what your pronouns are wouldn't that be the role of the parent it is the role not of the, the parent. teacher it is and um it just it frustrated me as i saw people just throwing uh all of this hate towards him because he was trying to actually let parents be the ones that make those calls in their children's um life and why would disney do that why would disney go after that either in in you know the joke was internally they never read the bill I mean, why would they do that? Because that's not, you know, the don't don't say gay is, you know, they're the ones of the the groups that started coming out and kept saying that. Why would they do that? I mean, why would Disney get involved and get in the middle of that and start throwing money at that, by the way? Yeah. To well, try to stop that. And if you if you read the stories on that, it was actually interesting because <clears throat> um, 
Bob Chapek was actually just going to stay out of it, which would be him. He's I my I have a very low opinion of him, just the way that he ran things in the very short time he was there. Uh, but he wasn't going to really say anything about it at first. And then all of a sudden you have all these employees within the company. Um, and now that we saw that leaked video, they were higher up, you know, and right. they're the ones that were saying, why aren't you saying anything about this? You need to get involved. And they were starting to like strike and they were starting to uh, complain and whine and gripe uh, like they always do. And the next thing you know, he's out there saying, oh, well, we'll we will throw all of the money that we can to, to get this appealed, you know, and to get this overturned. And that's not his business. It's not the company's business, you know? And my thought immediately when I was reading all these articles, my heart was sinking because I was thinking, what are you doing? You're supposed to be a family company. You're not, it is not your job. It, it's none of your business right. what this bill is. You have a park to run. You have movies to make. Go do that and get out of the politics. And I even commented on a few videos that I saw online and, and articles and things. And I even had people attacking me and saying, uh, oh, well, you just need to get with the times, you know, because I would say things like Disney needs to get out of politics and get back to family entertainment. They need to get back to storytelling. Um, and and I had people and they're like, you just need to get with the times and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I was like, no, I don't need to get with the times. This is, you know, these are little kids. And if you're OK with other people invading their parents roles and telling them what they need to be uh, and basically telling parents they're not important you know yeah that's exactly right you're wrong and it's it's just it's scary and you know most of the people that say these things probably don't have kids themselves you know they're just they're, i don't know but um i see a, a lot in my generation where it's just the blind leading the blind you know people just bandwagon and i'll jump on that because they don't know what to believe for themselves so i'll just jump onto that and i think that's what's pushing a lot of this forward is you see um, it's become a very popular thing or a cool thing to associate with this crowd. Um, and so, so many people just support it or they jump on with it or they say, I'm an ally of that. People should be happy. Um, now, I mean, obviously we're looking at this from a worldview of us as Christians. We know God expects us to be separate from that. Um, these people don't, if they're lost, they don't know that, that side of things, you know? And so, um, you know, it's just whatever is popular, whatever is new, people just jump on to that bandwagon. And I think that honestly had a lot to do with where the support for what he did came from is because you had a lot of these employees within the company that were then saying, oh, yeah, you know, take that, you know, Governor DeSantis, take that, you know, we'll, we're allowed to say the word gay. We're allowed to talk to kids about this and stuff and let them make their decisions about who they want to be, which I mean, you know, most kids that age probably aren't thinking about the sexuality that they want to have when they grow up. They're probably thinking like, I want to be a firefighter or I want to be a police officer or I want to be a, a business person or whatever it is, you know, kids are kids. Yeah. Uh, they're not adults. And I feel like Disney is starting to treat them more like adults. And going back to <clears throat> that idea of the rebellion and stuff, that's where it started. And I started to see it in shows when I was a teenager. Um, you would see the dumbing down of parents parental roles you would see the father was always they made the father like the most bumbling character on every show on disney channel which was geared towards tweens and teens right um and i actually there was a point where even though we were allowed to watch disney movies and go to the parks and stuff there was a point where i was actually not allowed to watch disney channel um because of that and so um we didn't even have cable anyway, so I couldn't. <laughs> but when we'd go on vacation or something like that, mom and dad would be like, hey, no Disney Channel. You know, it's like, 
stay away from that because they saw what they I now saw, it, yeah. you know, was, was that. Um, and so we have to, we have to be careful, uh, with what we're putting in front of our kids. Um, and we need to know. And I think that's one thing that scares me a lot is that a lot of people just because Disney has been a trusted brand for so long that they feel like they can just put it in front of their kids and their kids are exposed to this and parents don't even know. And that's why I think every parent should definitely preview it before they show it to their kid or watch it with them so that they can pull the plug when they need to and say, this isn't right. Um, and that's what scares me about children's entertainment period, you know, but the thing you're probably wanting to know what got me to flip my opinion what, what, on this. Yeah, what so got you me, to bail? Let me get to that. So um, first you have to understand how invested I was into this. Um, I loved going to the parks. Um, I When I moved down here, I was only an hour away from the parks, so I very quickly got an annual pass. And um, people would come down and visit me, and we'd go to the parks, and I'd show them around. I figured out the fastest way to get onto the rides and stuff like that. Uh, we had all these little... Um, fun experiences where uh, I could get people with my pass. There was a event they would do where we could get um, up to six people um, that we would bring in and they could get a fast or not a fast pass, a park hopper pass to go to all four parks in one day for 80 bucks, which is like unheard of there. That's, so yeah. we would go on these big trips. Where How come I was never invited? <laughs> <laughs> that was before you, the principal. <laughs> oh, okay. So, but um, but we we would often go there just as icebreakers to spend time with sure. with new teachers and stuff, and it was a, a great way to do that. And we would go; those of us that had passes, we could basically use all our six slots and take you know six, twelve, eighteen people at one time, and we'd go down and just take out the parks in one day we would hit all the highlights of each park that we would say like basically tell us if you're wanting like thrills and ride the thrill rides or whatever or if you're just wanting to like see shows whatever and we could map out a day where we could go through all four parks in from about eight in the morning until about one in the morning uh and just go through and, and do everything and it was it was really fun and we made some great memories like that um and then of course i won't be too personal but like obviously that's where um my wife and i went on our first date so of course we had that memory sure. there and um we just became fans of going there it became kind of a safe place for us to go sure on on you know dates and things like that because we were in a crowd of people so sure. we just enjoyed the adventure of it and going down there and riding our favorite rides or going to watch our favorite shows um trying new restaurants and things like that down there um, but really, I think one of the things that we loved about it was because their property is so separate from everything. It's in, like, they call it Disney World. It really is its, it's own, own little world. world. It's, yeah. I mean, literally, you're away from everything uh, when you're there. And so it really pulls you into this illusion and draws you back to your nostalgia, like I talked about before. Um, I've been there with my parents when they were... Um, uh, a lot older than the first time that they went. That's what I'll say. But um, I saw them just going on a ride or watching a show or meeting one of their favorite characters from when they were a kid watching Wonderful World of Disney and just seeing them literally light up like a kid again and just feeling like they were young again, young at heart. And I think that's what pulls on so many 
true Disney fans, it, it's what really pulls on them a lot is that they remember how they felt when they went there or sure. they remember that feeling of feeling young again or just feeling like you're in a place that was meant for families to have a good time together. And that's what Walt Disney made Disneyland to be. He wanted to take his daughters to somewhere where they could uh, be in a clean environment and a safe environment. He would notice how dirty theme parks were at that time, or he'd notice uh, how unsafe they were or anybody could get in. Um, and he wanted a place that he could take them and allow other families to have that same kind of experience. And if you watch any of the the biographies on him and stuff, I know he's not a perfect person, but he definitely had a different idea for his company than what is going on today. Uh, I just wanted to make it a place for families to go and just enjoy time together and that's so important for families is to spend time together and have those memories because that's what when you're grown and you're out of the house and everything it's what makes you still want to be close to your family is you've got those right memories of things that you did or traditions that you did and um so one of uh one of the things that i did after moving down here was i very quickly realized i loved going down and staying on property because again just a completely separate area you just were immersed in whatever place you were. nice properties they are nice properties yes well kept yes and um so when you would go down there it was just like a, a distraction from everything a break from everything and it was it was really nice just a little getaway and um so i ended up becoming a member of the disney vacation club i had turned it down for many years because there there are people that would always try and sell it to you in the parks and i knew it was a timeshare and so i was like no i'm not doing that i've seen people get caught up in timeshares and it's a mess um and so then uh long story short i talked to someone who as they were selling it to me they were showing me their own membership card so i knew what they were telling me was not just a spiel it was they were telling me from personal experiences and trips that they had taken and i realized if i do this i can stay in the really nice properties and not have to spend tons of money like most people have to uh you know which that's another thing people talk about is how outpriced mm -hmm. everything is and i'll get to that in a minute but um so I ended up buying into it, long story short. And uh, with it, I was able to take some really special trips. Um, the first trip I ever took was for my parents' um, 40th wedding anniversary. We went down there to basically kind of try and recreate uh, their honeymoon experience. And just we went down there and we stayed at uh, my home resort, which is Copper Creek um, Wilderness Lodge. And it's just super relaxing, very quiet, uh, very uh woodsy and stuff like mm -hmm. that so we go on like walks and uh, things like that and trails and it was it was so nice and so relaxing and um it was just a four-day trip but the the looks on their faces during that trip were worth everything because they truly felt like they were young again and it was just it was really great and i loved seeing that um and so we got to share that really special time um I was able to spend a week down there for my honeymoon with my wife when we got married, even though it was right after COVID. Uh, things were just starting to reopen again. It was pretty crazy, but we went down there and were able to stay in a really nice resort for an entire week. Um, mm. And it was just, it was really nice. So we were feeling like we were on top of the world. You know, we've got this new membership and um, we had special privileges with discounts and things like that. And we could get into special um, places. There was like this uh, place in uh, Epcot you could go and just take a break. They had like snacks up there and drinks and stuff and that were all free. Uh, and you could just sit up there. And I remember one of the last times that we went there, 
we just went to that lounge and we actually worked on our on our lesson plans <laughs> for the next week. But you know, we could just go there and be in that environment, and it was it was great. You know, and just finish the day watching a fireworks show, a really well done fireworks show. So there's all this positive there, and so I'm telling you that to show you how much I knew I was going to be giving up. And when I first saw this shift in their tone of wanting to push uh, agendas into their movies and stuff, it was like if I ignore the movies and, pre- and don't watch them and, and pretend that they're not even there, I can still go to the parks and have a great time and I don't have to give all of this up. And um, I mean, I still had people that were like, oh, we're, we're waiting to go on our, on our trip with you. You're gonna show us around and everything. Um, and so I didn't really want to give it up, to be honest, at first. Um, but I started to see with every new movie that was coming out, especially when they started it with Lightyear and they said because Governor DeSantis made this legislation we are purposely putting a a lesbian kissing scene into the movie again that we had taken out and it was it was a backlash they they literally lessened the quality of a film because they were backlashing against something that they didn't like and they were they were basically weaponizing these movies so right. like, oh well if you're gonna if you're gonna tell us that we can't say gay which is not what the legislation said then we're gonna throw all this stuff in our movies you know try and stop us basically and then um when uh when i saw the footage of those directors and the one that boiled me wasn't really i mean the lady that said they were going to try and put 50 percent, yeah that got me but the one that made me the most upset was the one that said um, Bob has said nothing to me about my not at all secret gay agenda where in wherever I try and put in, um, and you can find this, it's on the internet, it's out there. I'm not making it's this on up. YouTube. And, um, and she's just sitting there, uh, bragging about it and saying, yep. Oh, I just, I just try and make it my job to put gay where gay and queer wherever I can. Yep. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, your audience is families. Your audience is children. And you're proud of the fact that you have a not at all secret gay agenda and you're announcing that for now the whole world to see. And, you know, then they want to deny that they're doing this. It's like, you are doing this. Had, had, had Iger taken over at that time? No. Okay. I don't believe so. I'm pretty sure the Bob she was referring to was Chapek at that time. Um, he also was a big reason I started to not want to be at Disney anymore was just with the parks he, uh, they were having their 50th anniversary, which should have been what they called the most magical celebration of all time. And they had construction malls up everywhere. And I know part of that was because of COVID, but um, they had construction malls up everywhere. A lot of what they were doing in the parks never got completed in time. So they had all these big promised plans that they were going to be doing, they and they scrapped so much of it. There, there were all these big things that JPEG was so proud to reveal and um, one by one, they all started uh, becoming um, postponed, which yeah. means it's dead it, at Disney. It's the word, the code for it's dead. Um, and so, you know, fans were starting to see all these promises just being broken. It's like, it's not really going to happen. Um, and in the meantime, prices were going through the roof. I'm. It was awful. I mean, even with discounts, we were paying way more than any person should ever have to pay. And they were outpricing themselves and people were getting frustrated. And longtime pass holders and, and fans, I noticed that they were commenting on articles saying like, I can't go there with my family anymore just because we can't even afford to go. We have to, they have to pay to fly down and, and stuff like that. Um, the ride system, they came up with this uh, quote unquote brilliant idea to um, 
make virtual ride uh, queues for for new rides that open. And so because new rides were so popular when they first opened, they were saying, oh, if you want to ride it, you have to join the virtual queue. The only problem was you can only join that at either 7 a.m. in the morning or 1 p.m. in the afternoon. And if you did not get right on to that, you didn't get on the ride for the day. Uh, even if you did get onto the ride, it was running so much that it would break down, which is another thing you see happening right now. The rides break down all the time. I mean, a lot more than they used to. And so if a ride broke down and your group was past the time that the park had closed, you didn't ride the ride. And so I remember on our honeymoon, we were going to ride one of the newest rides that had just opened, and we were super excited. And I'm sitting there waiting until my clock rolls over to 1 p.m. so that I can push this button because it wouldn't let me push it until my clock said 1 p.m. So I push it, and literally, right as the clock hits 1, I push the button, and it says, everything's full. There's no, there's nothing available. Oh, Try wow. again. And so, okay, here's the thing. I was frustrated, but I live an hour away. I can come back and try again. Sure. I'm a pass holder. I can get in pretty much for free, free parking, everything, and just get in and try again. What I saw was families that had brought their families here just to ride this new ride, and, and it was their last in. day, and they don't get to ride it. Oh, and you wow. should have seen the angry parents that were here and just angry kids. And I'm thinking, this isn't the Disney that people know and love, you know, playing the lottery basically to get onto a ride. Right. That you paid for. You, you know, it's <laughs> and the funny thing is most people would gladly stand in line for six hours to ride this new ride because they'd get to ride it. But when you have to say, oh, we'll save time by joining a virtual queue and you can come back when your boarding group comes. And then you can't. And then you can't. Right. Um, and so it just it didn't make any sense. Um, and yet it was like being marketed to everybody, come ride this new ride, come ride this new ride. And people are paying and shelling out the money and they don't get to do what they came to do, you know? And I just, I felt bad for those people, um, because they had probably saved up all year long to be able to take this trip, you know, and, and we could just come down anytime we wanted to. Um, they started to realize that pass holders were getting a lot of freebies. So, uh, being a pass holder, you lost a lot of your discounts. You lost a lot of a lot just a lot there was they started making you pay to park your car at the hotels um for each night that you were there so uh so and, this... and it was basically like 30 dollars a night to park Whoa. your car so um you know you're looking at if you're there for a week 210 bucks just to park your car so it just it was it got too much out of hand they took away their free transportation to and from the orlando airport um, so people are are just seeing all these cash grabs that they were doing. And um, Chapek's thing that most people are upset with him about was that he was only a business person. He didn't right. see it from the fans' point of view. He basically hated pass holders. He saw them as like leeches on the company. And it's like there's a reason they're pass holders. You know, it's they've been with the brand for ages, and yet you're tearing it down from what it was. And so between all of that, I, I just I started to get more and more frustrated. And the the times that I was going. It just felt different. And I also noticed that there was a push for the LGBTQ um, stuff before you would have Pride Week. And that was their thing, like the Pride Week. Um, And you'd see merchandise for it and everything like that. Well, then it became Pride Month and you would see it all the time, you know, during June, all of June. The last few years, it's just there. Like you can purchase it at any time. And um, there was at Disney Springs, there was a photo wall that used to just have um, like pictures of families and stuff, like a Lego family or something. Sure. And when we went back, 
not during June, there was a um, Mickey's hands making a gay pride flag heart in the middle. Um, and seeing stuff like that. Is Mickey gay? No. Okay. <laughs> no, he's still with Minnie for now. So, but they're trying to change a lot of stuff, you know, and that it just, that's ultimately. I heard Minnie was changing her outfit now. I heard that too. I don't know exactly what all the details oh, yeah. were, but they are changing everything that they can. One thing that kind of, um, I see as very shady is that supposedly some of the old artwork was lost, um, lost or destroyed by accident. And it's Walt's drawings and they're, they're redoing them into high definition for the streaming platform, but they're not his original artwork. So that means that if they want to change anything, they They can do that. Exactly. And so I don't think it's an accident, right? Yeah. I don't think it's an accident, but the ultimate like nail in the coffin for me was that I started to see these movies that were coming out more and more and they came out with Strange World and they they were literally shoving in people's faces like, oh, this character is gay. This character is gay. Like we finally have a gay character as the, one of the main characters in the movie. Um, and it wasn't just some awkward kiss that didn't fit anywhere in the movie. And it was and it was just being thrown in people's faces. And then they came out with Elemental. Oh, the first non-binary character is gonna be in here. And you see all that happening and it's like, that's what you're excited about. You're not excited about the fact that you have a story or a good, well-written story and they don't. Um, and it's, you know, these movies, they're just, they're, they've become about propaganda and they're no longer about storytelling. And I think one of the sad parts about Iger is that when he took back over, um, the parks had been pretty successful under him, not as not as nearly as good as Eisner before him. Um, but Iger, um, when he came back, a lot of people heard him say to the public, to the whole world, I think it's time we get our focus back on storytelling. And yet it's not on storytelling. So all these things that we were hoping would happen when he came back and that to, to be honest, that's what I was holding my hopes on you were hoping was when that, he came back. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's going to be like it was before. Um, the the um they i forgot to talk about this with the parks they took away the fast pass system where when you bought a ticket you got three free fast passes for any ride that you could book one for but you could choose you know if it was available you got one for it and you could book that if you booked a hotel you could book it 60 days in advance so that you knew for sure you were going to ride that ride when you went um and then after you use those three you still could make one at a time for the rest of the day at that park or other parks and it was a great system. They ditched it and they made it to where you had to buy this thing called Disney Genie Plus and you had to pay for each ride that you wanted to ride. And they're in different tiers. Like if you just wanted to ride Dumbo the Flying Elephant, you pay like maybe, I don't know, like $10 or something like that. I don't, I'm off on the prices because I never got it. I was very upset when they came out with it. Um, and then if you wanted to ride the really big one, you're looking at more. paying like 30 or $40 per person to ride this thing. So not if you, it's, it's, it's not like a, if you want to get on this ride and not play the lottery to ride it, you're going to pay us 80 bucks for your family for so, to ride it. So it's the or Walt Disney's, <laughs> Disney's whole one of his concepts, I thought, and tell me if I'm wrong or not. One of his concepts was, um, you know, I'm going to make this park and it's going to be one price. You pay one price mm-hmm. and you get in the park and you can ride anything you want to ride. Yeah. And, you know, of course, buy your food and whatever. But. That was that was the whole concept. It was, mm-hmm. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first time a park actually did that. Right. And, That's what made it so great. And you know? now it's they're, they're nickel and diming you to death. They are, and um, they've 
come up with ways to make it better. Uh, they finally, I think they took away the resort parking and stuff like that. But I mean, it's in my opinion, they're doing too little too late. Right. It's like they've done the damage. And the thing is, if they won't own up to the fact that they have messed around with their whole view of what they're doing as a company and they've made it all about pushing agendas, um, it just... I, I don't know. For me, the the actual, I told you, the hardest part for me to let go of this was the parks and just the nostalgia and there. And the memory. And the right? memories of it. Yeah. But the thing that absolutely I was done was when I saw video footage of a family in Disneyland going to the Bippity Bobbity Boutique. It's where the little girls go to get yep. dressed up as princesses by the fairy godmother and her helpers. Well, I see this video and I see a man probably in his... 20s or 30s maybe uh with a mustache and he is in a dress with a little scarf on his head um and he greets a little girl at the door uh and says hi my name is nick and i'm fairy godmother's helper and i'll be helping you around today and i just i'm sitting there thinking why are these parents letting their kid go anywhere near this guy i mean and maybe he's a not like a, a creep or whatever i don't know but still i don't want another man dressing if, my daughter in a princess if dress. he looks like a creep he <laughs> smells like a creep yeah it just he's but, probably a creep yeah i don't want what, what, let me ask this question you worked at disney and they came to you and said hey uh kevin um we want you to dress up um as fairy godmother's helper but you have to be a woman now you can have a beard but yeah, it just it doesn't it doesn't fit with the with the company, and it just to me it just it scared me a lot because I'm like it my whole my whole thing that I would say to myself to convince myself not to give up on Disney as a company was I would say it's not in the parks yet, it's not in the parks yet, and then when I saw that I was like it's in the parks I was like it's it's here I can't yeah. stop it nobody can stop it it's here and they've made this decision. And like, I don't, I don't care what agenda you're trying to push. You shouldn't let a man anywhere near dressing your little girl. And like, if I was a dad and he was coming towards my girl, I would pull her away and say, we're leaving. We're going to complain to management and we're leaving because that should not be. And when you're just doing that because you can, because some agenda says that you can, it's wrong. And you know, you don't need to be around the kids like that. If you want to be a character, go be Gaston or go be you know, the beast or Mickey mouse or sure. Donald duck or something like that. But you don't need to be the fairy godmother's helper. Um, and it, it just, it goes against the whole movie of Cinderella. You know, you, you see these things and it's like, it's like they've blinded themselves with this agenda that they can't even see how they're ruining the actual stories in these old movies yeah. that Walt Disney and his team animated over the years. And, um, it just, when you see stuff like that, all of the nostalgia in the world doesn't make it right. And it just, you, you can't. And was I crushed? Yes, I was super crushed. I mean, it was a rough day because I was like, it's here, it's in the parks. And I know someone would say, well, that's Disneyland, that's in California, they're all crazy out there. It doesn't matter. If it starts in one park, it's coming to another right. one. And um, and I can't, I, I can't put up with that. Well, now that you're settled that you're done, Next week, we are. Um, I'm going to be um, putting out. Basically, it's a documentary. Um, it has to do with Iger, and um, I'm going to call it a false flag. 
and how he participated in that. And this is recent. This is just recent. This was some research that's been recently done. I'm going to put it out next week. It's not been put out anywhere on the Internet, what I'm going to put out. But um, if you're done with them now, when you see that next week, you'll really be done with them. Um, it is absolutely outrageous. And Iger participated in, in what I'm talking about. And you'll just have to wait till next week because I don't have it. I don't have it completely out yet. But, um, you know, and I, I had a lot of I had some hope in Iger because I knew, you know, I mean, people didn't like him and he did all kinds of bad stuff. And the reason he got out of the company to begin with was because it wasn't doing that great. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't think Disney realized what they've done, the damage they've done. I'm not sure they're recoverable. I'm really not sure they're recoverable. There's a park that's um, it's somewhere in the Midwest that's getting ready to be built. It's a patriotic park um, that's going to that's going to be going head to head with Disney. On you know again, it's in the Midwest though. It's not in you know it's not in California. It's not in Florida. But there's other ones that are competing like that, and I highly suspect that um, that that Disney's going to be competing with parks on this. And oh, yeah. people are they not. already are. They, so many people have jumped ship from them to other parks and other companies that it's you know, and if, and every every person that's like me that finally admits that they can't keep supporting this, right. they pull their support. And I mean, I've pulled out of everything. I don't even have Disney Plus anymore. I actually deleted my entire Disney account just because I wanted them to know I'm I'm done. And when it asked like why was I leaving, I said I can't abide. Yeah, I, I can't stick around with the, the agendas you're pushing. I was like, I don't agree with them. They're wrong. And it's it's destroyed the entire experience for me and my family, uh, which it, it is hard. I That's mean, right. you know, we're looking at a world where you can't take your kids to Disney anymore. Right. And I mean, that was the worst part because, you know, us just having our son, we were excited to say, oh, let's, you know, we can't wait to take him down there and just get the pictures and uh, get his first pair of Mickey ears and stuff like that. And the traditions and just keep him alive. And it's like, we can't because people decided to push an agenda for money or for publicity or for whatever, you know, and it's just, to me, the most frustrating part is that they will not admit their mistakes. They, right. they just won't. They've blamed all these people are, are putting out these articles about why movies are bombing from Disney. And they always put as a little aside, almost like a jab at people like us that will say, um, oh, by the way, like it's, it's because of, um, these extreme radical conservatives that, that disagree with this one thing or whatever. Uh, but they never say it's because we took, let know, me, let me they'll think. Bl- for that they'll for push it off onto us or they'll, you know, but most of the time they'll say, Oh, the audience doesn't understand what we were trying to go with. I'm like, no, they understand very clearly and they don't want it, you know? And it's just, you know, a very select group of, of people want this. And, you know, when you see, like the the screaming minorities getting their way about everything it ruins all these companies you know for people and it just it gets to that point where um you just you can't stomach it anymore and um so you just have to you just have to leave and so sure it it stung but you know honestly the last time that i was in orlando I remember passing all the signs on the turnpike that I used to be so excited about for Disney. And I thought, oh, no, am I going to be sad about it? Am I going to have regrets about pulling out and saying no? And to be honest, I didn't. I just because I know it's not the same place. It's not the same people, not the same company. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at this, um, looking at an article right now on their. um, This is their income loss. This is operating income. Now, I'm not talking about their stock. 
That's another story, and, and they're crashing on their stock. I haven't seen it in recent times, but I know that they're struggling with that. Um, but they have nearly lost an operating income. Um, they're, they're really close to a billion dollars, and that is an operating income. Um, they've had massive layoffs. I don't know if you saw the announcement of mm-hmm. that. And um, they're going to continue going down that road. They're going to continue losing. You can't. You can't claim or, or market yourself as a family-friendly organization and then turn around and not be a family-friendly organization. And you can't blame it on conservatives, okay, it, it, because that's your market. If you want to blame it on somebody, blame it on yourself mm-hmm. because that's, you're the ones that's doing it. You're the one that's driving this into the ground. It's nobody else. And... Um, you know, I saw some of the, the shows and stuff they cut um, to try to cut their losses. And some of them they kept. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, it, it's like, I, and, you know, I asked somebody the other day about um, some, it was a Disney show that is basically a cartoon. I can't remember the name of it, but it had a lot of bad stuff in it, stuff that's not appropriate for children. Cartoons, they're normally appropriate. They're normally children's cartoons, this was. Kind of like Blue's Clues thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, how I many adults just like, hey, I think I'll go watch Blue's Clues today. You know, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. And um, it it had content in it that, that I wouldn't know. I'm no, no parent that had any values. And I'm not even talking about Christian parents. I'm talking about parents that had any level of value, family value. They're not going to let their kids watch this. They're mm-hmm. not going to, and and there's a reason that they're doing this. Is there's an agenda that they're doing this, and and it, a lot of it's subtle. Sometimes even as adult, I don't catch stuff that that they put in these things. I, mm-hmm. I don't even catch and say, "Did you see that?" No, I didn't see it. But they know that they're they're um, they're basically uh, keep pushing this agenda, keep pushing this agenda, and when they get called out on it, instead of backing off, they're digging their heels in. And um, I, I truly, I truly believe that if they continue this process, they will end up um, spinning the, com- the company off, going, going bankrupt, perhaps. Mm-hmm. File- I mean, this, this down the road, because they've got lots of assets they can start selling off, but that's what they're getting ready to do, it looks mm-hmm. like. So we'll see. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, those assets you're talking about, that's going to make things awkward for... Uh, even the parks, because you have those assets are actually integrated there. Uh, they have an entire facility on the property at Disney World. It's called the ESPN Worldwide yes. Complex yes. of Sports. And uh, it's tied in with that. You have at Hollywood Studios um, all of their ABC tie-ins that they had. And, I mean, that's an easy fix. They just get rid of, like, the the names on it and stuff. But that's still money that they have to spend to change stuff over. Yeah. Um, so they've definitely had these ties that are in the parks now that because they're getting rid of stuff, it's going to continue to hurt them for no, that as no well. No so I definitely agree. I see them going downhill and it's, it is sad. Um, but I mean, if they won't claim responsibility for this, uh, and they're going to keep listening to just the minorities that are screaming for more of this, then they're going to tank eventually. And it just, um, if I have to be part of the reason why they do that, then I have to, but I can't, is what it I is. can't support it anymore. So I appreciate so much you, you coming on and sharing that. I know, you know, I, I knew that, that there's issues that, that really, really start creeping up and they get started getting worse and worse. And I kept seeing this and, 
you know, at, at some point, and, and like I said, Disney has never backed off. That's the problem. They haven't backed off. They haven't said, ooh, you know, that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, that movie will tank because, and I don't know, there's, a, there's an interview that Iger, um, Iger put out, and he explains every single movie tanked, and he explains why. Mm-hmm. But none of the reasons were, were Disney's fault. Yeah. None of them. And, uh, you know, it's because of this, because of this, because of this. And all of it was um, uh, r- reasons, you know, beyond Disney's control. But the bottom line is every one of them was Disney's fault. Every one of them. Um, it was predicted that some of these movies would tank before they even tank because mm-hmm. nobody wants to watch them because you're, you're creating an agenda. We're, we wanted entertainment. We didn't want an agenda. And mm-hmm. that's what people are looking for. So anyway, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, definitely be looking, especially next week. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out something that... Um, has not been put out it's not been put out on the internet it's it's nowhere out there but it's um it's literally a false flag that Iger was part of in fact he he participated in this and um if 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 you're not turned off by all this other stuff this might right here just say I've had enough of Disney so thank you again I appreciate it god bless you keep up the fight worldview truth 